All right, everyone, this is Memphis Mark coming to you from Mullet Manor. We're going to do a review of Dynamite on the 22nd of June. All right, uh, first of all, if you enjoy what you're hearing or like any of the other shows, of course, please go to Patreon or wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, we're going to go straight into this. They start off the show with Brian Danielson coming out, and uh, it was pretty much reported all week that he was not going to be able to compete for the next two to three weeks. And this is a very unusual month uh, for... uh, WWE will spread their... They pretty much do one pay-per-view a month or one major event. But hey, this is AEW, so I can use the phrase pay-per-view because it is a pay-per-view. All right, so they've got two events in less than a week. One basically, of course, wanting the American crowd, but uh, really big in Europe and in Asia. Um, So you've got Blood and Guts, and then you've got Forbidden Door. So what AEW is trying to do is introduce a lot of the fans to all these new wrestlers that we haven't heard of or maybe have limited uh, viewership of, uh, a.k.a. me. Uh, last week you heard me, you know, I blatantly admit that I didn't know a lot of these guys and I have gone back and looked at and done my little bit of research and like Will Offspree and uh, uh, Zach, uh, what was the, the, well, uh, Tanahashi and, uh, um, Okada, of course, but I can't think of it. Well, Jay White was another one, but anyway, we'll go into this. But anyway, they start the show off with, uh, Brian Danielson coming out and pretty much letting everybody know, hey man, you know, uh, I want to participate, but I can't. And, um, you know, because he is not medically cleared. Then he goes on to tell us that he can run two miles under a certain amount of time, which I can do it too if I'm running in a van while I'm driving down the road. Uh, but anyway, uh, he he goes that he won't be able to compete, but uh, this Zach, Zach Sabre Jr., which I'm not familiar with. There again, they were introducing us to new talent and a very, very smart move by AEW. Um, you can't just keep buying wrestlers that get kicked out from another company. So you got to get some established people and broaden your base. And that's what they're doing. But anyway, uh, uh, Brian goes on to let us know that Brian thinks that he is the best technical wrestler in the world. And, um, which is all setting up future fights or future bouts. Uh, so, you know, I could see Mox and him in a year having to go at it because they both think that they're the best. But um, 
but because of his injury, Brian can't compete. He uh, brings in uh, or talks about uh, Zach Saber, and uh, Zach comes out at the end of the interview, and he doesn't get any mic time. He gets some mouthing off time, but gets his face on air. Uh, so then they go into a Moxley, John Moxley promo about uh, Jericho and uh, saying that's, you know, pretty much what's happening. And then, of course, he's uh, uh, talking about the Tanahashi match, uh, Ace. And you know what? I think I'll just call him Ace. You know, that's a heck of a lot easier on me. Uh, but, yeah, so... Moxley's talking about his match with uh, Ace, and then they uh, go into, after that promo or that little um, tidbit, they go into Orange Cassidy in a six-man uh, a match with uh, uh, Rapunji. It's it's Trent Beretta and Rocky and, and Orange going against um, United Empire which is Will Offspray and Mike Davis and Kyle Fletcher. But this is a great freaking match. Okay. You've got, you know, of course, AEW, as I said, is still trying to introduce all of these guys. And if you have been wrestling overseas, and, well, Will's from, uh, I think Will's from uh, Britain and uh, uh, Mike and Kyle are from Australia, I believe. Uh, but anyway, they're res- you know, wrestling. They want to broaden their brand. Uh, of course, like any young person would. Uh, but they're getting the chance. So when they do their matches, they're giving pay-per-view quality matches. It blows me away. Uh, they, I keep expecting a bad match out of them. Nope. Nope. Not at all. I mean, this is a, a, a great match. Uh, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, I, I, I'm going to have to say a must-see. You're going to have to watch this when you get time. Um, but Will does moves that just blows me away. And I've been watching wrestling for over 50 years. Uh, hell. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, back in the Memphis Territory days when I grew up, uh, wrestling came on on Saturday morning and the live event was on Monday. And uh, they set up the show, of course, for Saturday. And the Saturday show was so widely broadcast here that... Um, the wrestlers got to do Evansville, Nashville, Louisville, uh, you know, and travel down in Alabama. There's a big route. That's a whole nother show. But um, it was all set up on Saturday Wrestling. So Saturday Wrestling, you got pay-per-view. I get to use these words because AEW couldn't do this if I was doing a WWE show. But uh, they give that kind of match when you get that tv time you want to look good you want to back in those days you want to take that tape and and put it in other territories and use it as a promo but anyway um this match is extremely good too um you know uh, united empire are just they're they're fantastic i mean they are just fantastic 
Um, they end up in this match showing me nine or ten moves that I haven't seen other wrestlers use in this version in a long time. So it was a good match. It was, it was, uh, I, I, you know, and Orange Cassidy is, is really over with the fans. <laughs> and him using his proper, you know, that, that goofy little uh, touch, touch, and then kick, touch, and then kick, touch, and then that little deal. He did it in a manner that was a little more, I'm showing you up, instead of just being, I'm a lazy ass. He did it more because after, you know, the two guys turn around and, and they pretty much are getting ready to whoop him, um, he does a, a double-handed kind of lay down with both of them hitting the mat and uh, somebody's coming in off the top rope. So it's a good match. And they go from that, they go into a Christian promo. Okay, so this is the first time they interview Christian since the Jungle Boy turn. The chair shot heard around the wor world, uh, according to, I believe it was Tony Schiavone. And uh, he almost got his earring ripped out by wrestler today, too, so I thought that was funny. That's coming up. I just remembered that off the top of my head, but... Um, I'm sorry, that just, because seeing Tony in pain makes me feel good. Uh, but uh, Christian goes into uh, that he's here for the money. And I think he takes a shot at MJF, saying, when you want to get on my level, buddy, have pay-per-views named after you. Pretty strong. <laughs> I mean, I could be totally wrong. Could be totally wrong. But I think he took a shot at MJF. Um, you know, so... <laughs> that is so... And then his look... Like when I was growing up, we had G.I. Joes. And um, they all had this stoic figure, like with a beard or something. You always, there would be one that was bearded and, and had facial hair. And he just had this stoic kind of look like in the 70s would be the guy that looks up with this big walkie talkie next to his head in uh, some strange situation in another country and like in an international spy and that's what <laughs> Christian looked like coming out there he just had this international G.I. Joe spy look uh, just there again going into my opinion uh, but he's saying he did a background check on Jungle Boy and, you know, and he's he's laying it off. But between him talking about Jungle Boy, I think MJF, he, uh, he, it was going old school with this. And I bet you, I bet you he watched or reminisced about an interview that he either saw had done something in that effect uh, to where he 
goes, I'm going to go old school. I mean, you know, he didn't say that, but I'm going to go this this route, which is old school. And he then he drops a bomb because in my old territories, they got real personal. They talked about each other's mamas, their wives, all kinds of stuff. Well, this Christian comes out and says, uh, you pretty much embarrassed your dad, but you can't tell him because he's dead. Yep, that's what happens when something like that happens. Silence hits the room. Uh, so they go from that promo to a Young Bucks promo, which, all right, Young Bucks get the belts and, and all is good in the world. And in other words, they weren't probably supposed to have the belts before somebody. Jeff Hardy. Um, Changed the whole script writing. So, um, <laughs> they go from that promo, they go into, hey man, they go into the All-Atlantic Championship qualifying match. You've got uh, Alistair Block, uh, and you've got Penta. And, uh, man, look, man, Penta, look. I've seen Pinto on TNA, and and I've seen him in in, uh, several things around the world, him and Ray Phoenix, you know, as a tag team, they're good. But look, as a booker, as a guy that used to run a business, when you get two guys that can fill in every spot, I used to hire musicians for weekday spots, and I'd give them... Uh, sometimes I give them a, a good, decent night's pay on a night that they probably everybody on the street wasn't getting paid that amount because they could fill any hole I had, any problem. Band doesn't show up on a Friday night. I call my man, bam. He's got four guys there. They're there playing that that night. We give them a, a, a funny name. And uh, they just rocked the house. And and that's what Ray Phoenix, Ray, Ray Phoenix and Penta are. They can be a tag team. They can be singles. They can walk the ropes. They can get the crowd going. I mean, everything you could ever want. And why WWE never chose them is whatever it is. All right. But anyway, uh, you've got Penta um, and Alistair Block in a hell of a match. It's a must-see. I will not degrade the match with trying to tell you move by move because I'm not that good. And this match was. I mean, it was. It's a good must-see match. Penta is awesome. Alistair Black, Mr. Black is is the Black Label is badass. Um, he had a different kind of entrance coming in, but he still has that that loud, annoying Rah! kind of uh, thing in the background. So I hate uh, his. I mean, it, I understand what he's doing with it, but uh, I just you know, it's not my thing. Um, but, you know, they go into that promo. They are setting up for the match. 
and uh, we're going to try something a little different. Uh, I didn't make as many notes tonight because I wanted to try something a little different. I wanted to actually, uh, I've got the uh, options here at Mullet Manor to uh, have some monitors to where I can now um, watch the show live too so I can put it in kind of segments to where I can make a general kind of note and then watch it and I can comment on it too for things like that. I mean, I've tried all these kind of ways and, and hey look, I know a lot of y'all are tired of me being here. <laughs> you, want to, uh, you want to hear uh, uh, Mimi and she will be back next week, alright? She had needed some time off. Hey, she had some big events going on so she's taking care of business and she will be back next week. So you will be done with me on this. But I am using this time trying to figure out what yeah, I, I, you know, what could I do myself. So uh, I'll try to come up with my own little uh, show and get back on here and holler at Matt. But anyway, Mimi will be back next week. All right, so anyway, we'll go back into this. Uh, as I said, Penta and Black do a, I mean, they're just, you can't go wrong with those guys. It's like, you can throw uh, uh, the bastard pack, uh, 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 a pack or a pack, or however you want to say it. You can put him in just about any situation. He's a little guy, and that guy makes a great match. And there are people, wrestlers like that. But uh, it comes out that Alistair wins uh, in, in, in this, but man, then they go into Pac comes down and you've got everybody in there and then they cut to Miro. And Miro pretty much lays the freaking law down, bro. He says, I'm a coming. Uh, hold on. I'm a coming. He, he went a little... Uh, <laughs> he went a little stacks records on their ass. And... Uh, so uh, you've got that through. Then they go to a quick uh, Wardlow uh, promo, which you know they got to get his face out there. But the last couple weeks, Wardlow, I just that whole thing is, you know, the twenty or a hundred wrestlers against one or whatever it was last week, and then uh, a good little promo uh, this week. I guess I guess that's good writing, but. Uh, then they uh, they bring Adam Cole out uh, for commentary. So, you know, it's setting up Hangman coming out. So, so Hangman fights a gentleman that I am not familiar with. There again, I admit my faults. Uh, Silas Young, and he was a, a ROH guy, you know, uh, um, you know, Ring of Honor. Uh, they, you know, apparently, they had a rivalry. I'm just getting this from the uh, announcers, to, from Shivani and the Mask Man and uh, uh, Jr. But uh, the match was actually. And, and look, I got to admit, you know, I almost went and made me a bologna and ham and cheese sandwich 
why this match was going on because I did not think it would be that good. But uh, luckily, uh, I have some other people in uh, Mullet Manor that were watching, so I was able to leave one room and then I was able to see the TV in the next room. So um, I just happened to watch this Silas Young and man, he's a journeyman. You know, that old boy can roll with a little bit. Look, I don't agree when you're losing your hair in the front to try to have a ponytail in the back. I'm an old guy. When my hair starts to go, I will shave it. Just the way it is. That's just me. I'm not going to do the comb over, and I'm not going to be that guy. He's heading that way pretty quick, and I bet you betcha in his budget there's some hair care products but anyway um it is a good match you know and they go back and forth and hey man silas does great you know in the match and it's really good and hangman towards then you know hangman gets him you know with the big lariat and they go to that but adam cole comes out to do his version of story time and he barely gets into it before Sling Blade, Jay White, comes out. And Jay White pretty much says, look, man, Adam, I love you, bro. But, man, you lost twice to Hangman. Now, if you remember the prior week, he said that he was 2-0 against Hangman, Jay White. So, you know, so they... Have a little discussion, you know. Hangman, and, and he gets in the ring with Hangman. Hangman, uh, Adam Page ends up slapping the mic out of his hand. They get into it. They uh, roll around on the carpet, as they say, and, and throw hands. And uh, ends up Hangman's on the outside of the ropes, getting ready to do his signature move. When all of a sudden, bye bye, Adam Cole. Hits the home run. In other words, he takes his arm and makes it like it's a bat, and he hits some balls. Okay. Well, they proceed to uh, to whoop his ass for I mean whoop his butt for a while. Sorry, trying my best. Uh, and uh, you know the, everything's cool, but then somebody has to come out and help Hangman. What's the rainmaker? And for lack of my <laughs> speech, we're going to call him Rainmaker. So Rainmaker makes it rain. And they, they stand up and they throw him out of the ring, so they're setting up Forbidden Door. I mean, I mean hey, it was, a, it was a good match. It was a good after promo. Uh, everybody got their face on the on the uh, uh, show, so they <laughs> it was good. They go into Jaden and Stokely and uh, doing a promo and and that they're interviewing for baddies, and uh, you know it's okay. Uh, Stokely actually made it bearable for a minute, um, and Jade. You know, to, well, Red Velvet is hurt, so they are uh, pretty much saying that there's there's a problem with that. So uh, she can't wrestle. So 
<clears throat> they go from the, you know, as I said, they're interviewing for the baddies, and then they go into Athena and uh, Trish Stratlander uh, pretty much making fun of the whole deal. And, man, Athena sounded fantastic on the mic. Stratlander used less words, facial expression. She did okay. But Athena did fantastic on the promo, I thought, at least. Then they go into... My biggest disappointment last week, this Marina Schaefer against Tony Storm. All right, so we got to flip the page. So I got a good microphone, but a bad studio. <laughs> so, but uh, look, man, uh, uh, Marina, she looked very stiff, uh, you know, uh, very uh, stiff last week. And what I think that comes from is she's a real badass. And uh, it's hard. Um, I never could train other people when I was boxing or when I was fighting because I didn't know how other than to... I wasn't good enough to uh, to stop the punch. I had to just go straight forward. I mean, there are, of course, people that train me and that train everybody day to day and, and, and do all kinds of things. They are that good that they can train you and show you how to set up and do all this, <clears throat> get your balance, everything. Always remember, everything comes down to your foot, your feet. Uh, you want your feet balanced. Uh, shoulders straight to me. <laughs> Why did I go into this? Never mind. Uh, I think everybody at our age knows how to throw a punch. All right. So they, uh, but Marina didn't look as stiff. And uh, Tony, I thought, did great. But I'm going to tell you, with the uh, camera angle and uh, Tony Storm's uh, definite um, attributes of her... God-given talent <laughs> is when you see her opponent in that corner positioned on the bottom rope, head right there somewhere around the second rope, on, butt on mat, she does this run and move, and I don't understand why. If it's the camera angles, they figured something out. Maybe that. I don't understand. But that little super butt slam, it looks phenomenal. If you watch last week with Brett and then this week, the way their head snaps back. And you know this is coming. But still... The force of that hitting you and the way it looks, it is fantastic for TV. Fan-freaking-tastic. So that is a, a, a must-watch. Tony Storm is becoming a must-watch. You know, and I didn't know a whole lot about her, you know, other than she wanted to be Pat Benatar or something like that. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Blondie? No, no, y'all don't know who that is. All right, so... Um, <laughs> uh, 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 during this match, uh, uh, they got Nyla, uh, Nyla, Nyla, or whatever, uh, the, uh, you know, they've got her on the outside. After the match, she jumps in, they both, uh, 
jump on her Thunder Rosa, runs out, uh, helps out, and then uh, Thunder and her pretty much look at each other with a belt going, yeah, 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 you next, you next. So, but it was kind of weird, the standoff with the belt, and it just, it just, I don't know, something didn't sit good with me on that. But then they go into a promo with Sting and Darby. And, uh, of course, you when you have a match like they did last week with Fish, they put him on the shelf for a couple of weeks, so, <clears throat> you know, they they promo that and, and, and go into that, but they, um. Uh, it was an okay promo. Uh, the next one was Ray Phoenix going against Andre Elate. Uh, Andre Flair? No, 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 no. The guy's too good. I should not say that. He's way too good. But he brings up Flair in a roundabout way in this uh, promo. Ray's pretty much ready for him. You know, said, you you know, you wanted me to work for you? We don't work for nobody, man. So, um, Andre, um, he pretty much shows his, he doesn't, <clears throat> he, you know, some guys just have the look. He can't speak very good English, apparently, or if he can, and they're not, you know, using him more, then that's their fault. Shame on them. But uh, he just has the look. He's a Ric Flair of, of Latin America. You know, he just has that look. Well, you know what? I did not actually make that reference thinking at all about Charlotte, but that's, you know... I could see, you know, sometimes they say people go after, you know, they marry what their dads are or something like that. And God bless, please help me. I pray right now that my daughters never do that. All right, but uh, they go, um, after that promo, uh, they go into uh, a Jericho uh, and uh, Lance uh, Murderhawk and uh, Tanahashi or Ace, we will call him Ace. Uh, and Moxie. So you've got uh, uh, these uh, Ace and Martyr Hawk are have been used to working with each other, you know, over in New Japan. So they're pretty familiar. But what I thought was funny is Jericho looks good. I mean, he's an older wrestler. He looks good. And Ace, he looks good. You know, but if you go back and look at their pictures... Like, you can't any of us. I'm not trying to hate on anybody. Believe me, I am not the one to hate. Uh, but if you go back and look at their pictures in the ring, say, 12, 15 years ago, both of them look like studs. Now they both look like older guys that are probably going to be trying to buy uh, uh, every person under the age of 30 a drink at the bar because they have the money to do it. Uh, it's just that guy at the, at the at the freaking Madison or at the, you know, uh, your local uh, Marriott or whatever. But uh, um, the match was good. You know, the match was good. Mox is always good. And Tanahashi's good. But all right, in, in New Japan, from what I understand and what I have seen, and this is just my opinion, but they play or they perform in 
arenas like we used to have the Mid-South Coliseum here in Memphis. It was fan-freaking-tastic for wrestling. But I saw ACDC there, and they shipped tiles out of the roof. It held about 10,000 people. But uh, when you sell out an arena on a Monday night for 56 weeks in a row or however long they did it, um, pretty strong. Uh, but <laughs> they uh, uh, they go into this match, and, and Lan, Lance Armstrong, you know, Lance is, I wanted to call him Lance Armstrong. <laughs> But Lance Archer and uh, um, and, and uh, or Ace uh, do some great moves. They do everything. Mox, of course, is good. Jericho is on his P's and Q's. He looks good in this match. It's just the fact that I was sitting here thinking and looking back at the other younger pitchers. These guys have been around for 20, 25 years, and even Lance Archer has. Uh, and they're still at the top of the game, which uh, and kudos all the way. And, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Before they go to a commercial break or something like that, Lance is, uh, gets thrown against the, the rail outside, and this fan is in a referee shirt hollering right behind him. And Lance knows the camera angles on him. So, of course, Lance is using this hey, this is my camera time right now. And he doesn't realize this fan's right behind him. When he does, I know in his mind he wanted to elbow that dude so bad. But <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, but Jericho and Tanahashi, or he's, uh, have their best years are behind them. But, uh, I mean, I think it was a great match. You know, uh, Mox ends up winning it. And, uh, you know, then they go into, uh, 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 at the end of the match, everybody comes out. There's ass whooping and chaos all outside the ring. I'm not even going to go into everybody that's out there. Just everybody associated with these wrestlers are out there kicking ass on that Kingston, everybody. I think Kingston started it all off. And then everybody came behind him. Suzuki comes out. Well, I think that's when they debuted Suzuki. So he had his own goon squad out there. So, but you've got everybody out there um, just just ripping each other. But you've got Mox and Ace in the ring now. I don't know if Ace knows any English because the, when they uh, <laughs> when they. Did the uh, Jericho shut up? I mean, it was pretty bad broken English. He may understand some, but pretty much knowing that when you see Mox going, I'm getting around next week, I'm going to whoop your ass, I'm going to do all this, I'm going to do all that, and Mox is, and uh, Ace is coming back with something, they're probably saying, I'm going to Subway and I'm getting a steak and cheese and I'm not getting any vegetables. Because <laughs> you know, they can't understand each other. But it was a... Um, a good way to end the night. Uh, I want to make sure. Did I get everything on there? Uh, I believe I did. Um, we had orange. We got, uh, um, yeah. Hey, I tried to cut this down uh, because poor Matt's got to edit it. <laughs> so... 
apparently I ran my mouth uh, so much on the front first ones that I couldn't get it down. I sing the big guy sing with a uh, 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 John Jay Dutt and Jay Lethal. Um, uh, this guy, I'm, I'm watching him and using a comparison to Omos. Omos has looked good, but hadn't gotten the mic work. Uh, Singh seems to get the mic work. He seems like he's a character. Uh, and and from what little I've seen on his ring work, he looked good. So we're we're gonna we're, we're good. Uh, uh, was that NXT or with a big van? Uh, big van. I can't think of his next basketball player too. Uh, I saw a couple matches by him. He looked good. So big guy, you know, uh, area in wrestling right now looks to be good. Suzuki, they did tell me that Suzuki, that somebody has come out that actually Suzuki is 107 years old. I have not got that verified. But they say that he actually uh, came to his first match. Uh, what is this? Came to his first match in a horse-drawn carriage. And uh, his horses were stolen outside of the saloon. Okay, all right, well, this is unverified. All right, I'm going to throw the paper down. This is the end of this review, so I'm going to do one little quick note. All right, I was lucky enough to uh, watch uh, the show tonight and uh, screw up on the first couple of tapings I tried. And then I heard the mail back. And I don't know who the chick or the lady, whatever, from uh, Missouri or or wherever she was from but she asked about mullet manor it's a very close personal thing let me explain to you guys i lived most of my life looking at the mississippi river moved around a bunch of places because family was in with real estate a guy and he would like move into this apartment complex we just got them all done brand new you move in first so you we can rent it so somebody sees somebody in it so I lived I moved around a lot in downtown Memphis got to live in some very great spots that I could never afford uh, but you know they just needed people in there and and anyway Mullet Manor was a dream that I never thought would come through or come true um uh, <clears throat> I had some health problems that's well do, uh, documented uh, and uh, I met a young lady uh, that provided me with the strength and the uh, new education of uh, not to give up and she gave me a new purpose in life and I uh, we uh, have now married and we're carrying on well uh, we both wanted a good spot to uh, retire in she's able to work for a little while longer and I, I'm not so we uh, we're looking at a bunch of houses and uh, we came to a house that when we pulled up at it I was like well this is pretty normal looking you know big driveway at least two car garage but just didn't do it for me just looked too business you know too just normal then we walked in the house, walked around a corner, and then they take me to the back room, and the back room is all glass, and it looks out over a lake, which we have now named a Pake, which is too small for a lake, but too big for a pond. So you have Mullet Manor on Tedford Pake. 
but that is how Mullet Manor came around. Uh, my wife found the spot. We, uh, I walked. She takes me to the place to check it out. I walk down. I walk, look, see a glass room looking out over a lake, <laughs> and I was sold. Just trying not to look too happy in front of a real estate agent. So I hope that answers that question. And this is the end of uh, what is not Miss TV or not. Is it would be uh, Memphis Smart uh, responds to emails. Or anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'll have one more show coming up this week, or, or they'll be these two will be uh, uh, grafted together, and I'll thank you twice. Uh, however, this goes, um, I want to thank everyone and the kind comments that I've gotten, and uh, for the people that are probably pissed that Mimi's not here, I'm telling you, she's back next week. It's all good, guys. I'm getting the hell out of here. Give me one more, <laughs> one more show to review, review, and I will get out of your way. Uh, anyway, always remember to rescue if you can, spay and neuter, and as always. I'm out. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to Patreon.com slash WWEPodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.